I mean, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you! Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. Greetings, and welcome to episode number 31 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve, and you guessed it, he's back. Chris is here. Hey, Chris. Hey, Steve. Thanks for being here. Thanks for another great intro. <laughs> I do what I can. I always want to change it up a little bit. It makes me feel really special. Good. What's happening? Anything new? Anything new? Uh, nothing new. Just yeah. I made some chocolate chip cookies. Can't wait to eat them. It's probably going to be done when we're done recording, right? I hope so. You just want to end it now? No, no. This is important. Okay. We need to do this. That's fine. The people count on this. They do. They do. So uh, let's – should we just dive into our – we really don't have any news. I mean, I could talk about a couple of our uh, polls from our previous episodes. Yeah, polls from previous update. Uh, So the – who would win in The Bachelor – episode with Bell, me versus Allie with Bell as the bachelorette James Ford aka Sawyer from Lost took the win with 75% of the vote oh that's a big win and uh, Bruce Banner aka the Hulk lost that out with 25% of the vote I think that makes Allie undefeated it does make Allie undefeated she is 2-0 right now we're gonna have to bring her on and just like make sure she loses she might be like the champ yeah really I think she has the best winning record definitely the best percentage yeah definitely the best percentage (laughs) right now uh, so that was our uh, episode from a couple weeks back in honor of Valentine's Day. And our episode from last week, our quote-unquote Oscar-themed episode, I guess you could call it. You could call it that. Yeah, where we had uh, characters from both Natalie Portman's filmography going against a character from Naomi Watts' filmography, both of which are nominated for uh, acting Oscars. And uh, the poll currently stands with Matilda from Leon the Professional. Uh, 50%, and Tia Dalma from Pirates of the Caribbean, 50% also. 50-50 tie? 50-50. Now, if our fans don't remember, currently that's where it stands. If our fans don't remember, we introduced a new thing onto the podcast, thanks to Chris's uh, genius idea, that the loser has to watch a movie of the winner's choosing. It could be good. We're leaning towards bad. I am. You really, you really into it. Good. I think you're a nicer it's person. I just want, you, I just really want you to watch the movie Chef. I'm, I'm actually gonna try to just watch that before you pick, so then you don't have to waste your pick on a good <laughs> oh, movie. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Uh, so that's what we're uh, are looking at for uh, for our previous episodes. Uh, we also had um, a nice tweet from one of our followers, Mr. Hugh Harley, out there in Ireland. Hello, friend Mr. of the Hugh. show, friend of the show, absolutely. And uh, he posted an interesting. Uh, the blog, right? Post on his blog, yeah. Post on his blog. And what did he talk about there, Chris? Um, he talked about his top ten favorite movies. Yeah, which I thought was a, was a cool thing. I always love hearing people's top ten. And uh, it was really cool to see his top ten. I don't know if there's any that you want to mention or... I, I'm going to read them off really fast because we were going to also talk about some of our top movies. Yeah. Um, I was, the, his website, or his blog is irksomethingssite.com. 
on WordPress. We can put a link in our, in yeah, our show notes. Stick a link in yeah. It. And uh, he usually talks about things that irk him. Normally complains about stuff. Like, I think he had one about stepping on Legos. Yeah, and like fake Legos, I, th- I think he said. Yeah, there was a whole Lego one. Yeah. And then, um, I forget some of the other ones. He has, he has a bunch on there. But it, he did a favorite movies because he says that uh, to understand what irks you, you must also know what anti-irks you. I thought that was funny. So, here's just a list from starting at 10 going to number one. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Great choice. Aladdin. The Lego Movie. Back to the Future 2, Groundhog Day, uh, Zootopia, Ghostbusters, Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back, Inside Out, and number one, Birdemic, Shock and Terror. Now, you hadn't heard of Birdemic, right? Before you read that? I've never heard of Birdemic. So, Birdemic is a horrible, horrible movie. Like, the worst special effects he actually did you see the picture he used on his blog those, those birds look extremely fake like they were obviously oh put gosh, in like yeah. post uh, production right like they may have acted in well I guess they didn't act in front of a green screen but anyway it's just really bad but then he says oh I was just joking uh, his actual number one is The Princess Bride which is interesting because that is also my favorite movie or at least in like my top five it's hard for me to like actually number my, my favorite movies yeah well, do you want to go through your top ten? Uh, yeah, I couldn't think of ten though, but I'll, I'll definitely name my my top bunch of movies. Okay, uh, Princess Bride is definitely near the top of the list for me. Okay, um, another movie I like equally as much as Princess Bride is called Kung Fu Hustle. Okay, it's by this um, director, actor, writer named Stephen Chow, and he's done some really funny movies. He's he also has a really good movie called Journey to the West. Okay, I just that's not in my top five because I don't like the ending as much in that one. But other than that, it's also a really good movie. Um, I'm a big fan of Star Wars Episode Four, A New Hope. Me as well. Um, I like Lord of the Rings a lot, and if I had to pick my favorite, I would say Return of the King. Really? Yes. That's most people's least favorite, which is interesting. Um, it's my least favorite of the so trilogy. So the reason, what puts it over the edge for me is the ending. I just think it's a really moving end. Which ending? The end where all the <laughs> hobbits are with Eric Aragorn, who's king, and he's like, you bow to no one. Uh, so like the second ending. The s- y- yeah, not the ending <laughs> after they destroy the ring, or the ending where they take that boat. <laughs> That's the ending ending. No, right. it's not the ending ending. That's the second to last ending. Because the ending ending is Sam closing the door. Which I do remember. It has some issues. Also, that that movie has uh, Minas Tirith, the Battle of Minas Tirith, which, which is a good. That battle. is an awesome battle. Probably only probably second to Helm's Deep. I, I'd on. agree with that. Yeah, Helm's Deep is definitely like a darker battle as well. That's true. It's raining in the at night time. Yeah, yeah. But also just like and there's like no hope that they're going to succeed. That's what I mean by that type of darker. Like it's much more like a losing battle, right? For the good guys, right? Uh, what did I name? Just like four or five there. I think so. So I, I also um, enjoyed the. The final Harry Potter movie, but I don't know if I'd put that in my top five or ten. Part two, it yeah. is really good. I like that. Part two. Um, actually, a lot of the movies on Hughes' list I really like too. I, I love Lego Movie. Lego Movie's great. Uh, I just saw Lego Batman last night. It was very good. I really. Want I don't to think. See it. I don't know if I'm putting that in my top ten. I just. I just yeah. saw it, so it's right. like you got to let it fresh, fresh in my mind. Bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jen's Last Crusade. Big fan of. Yeah. Love that one. Me too. They're all good. My top ten. Uh, I actually have a top ten ranked list. And I think it's been set for a, a while now. Uh, so my number 10 is Toy Story. Brings me back to my childhood. It was my favorite movie when I was a kid. I still love it. Even though watching it now, you, you see that uh, Woody's kind of a jerk. Like, he's really mean. Like, he wants to kill Buzz. 
um, but it brings back a lot of memories. Number nine is Lincoln, which is the Steven Spielberg movie about Abraham Lincoln, uh, and I think that Daniel Day-Lewis was just phenomenal as Abraham Lincoln. Uh, number eight, Forrest Gump. Uh, I know a lot of people think that Forrest Gump's overrated. Really, really enjoy it. I just love seeing how they edited him in with a lot of the old footage, how he gets to uh, shake hands with like JFK and Nixon and LBJ. I think that's pretty cool. I did like how that was done. Yeah, that was really nice. Uh, number seven, Jaws. Uh, Jaws is just phenomenal in general, but also since we live at a summer resort town, like I just love watching Jaws around the July 4th weekend just because it's just, I don't know, it's just... It reminds me like how busy it is down here in the summertime. Um, I don't wish anything like that would happen, but that's good. To yeah. Uh, number six, Jurassic Park. Enough said. I mean, it's just phenomenal. There's nothing bad with it at all. Uh, number five, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I'm looking back on my list. I noticed I have four Steven Spielberg movies, which might be. Hey, you like a, you like Steven Spielberg. Yeah. So Raiders of the Lost Ark is great. Number four, Inception. Phenomenal movie. It's my first date with Allie. Don't know if you knew that. But it was Inception. Inception was. Yep. Led to great conversation afterwards because it's like able to talk for hours about it. Number three, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. That's personally my favorite Lord of the Rings movie. Uh, number two, Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope, the original one. And then number one, The Dark Knight. Dark Knight. I love The Dark Knight so much. Well, when you see Lego Batman, we'll have to see if it dethrones uh, The Dark Knight for you. As my favorite Batman movie? Yeah. Hey, I'm open to it. I've heard Will Arnett's a phenomenal Batman, so... So, yeah, so that's what we're looking at. So uh, if you are interested, definitely go out and check out Hugh's blog. Like I said, a link for that will be in our show notes. And uh, thanks for inspiring us to talk about our top ten there, Hugh. I, I love movies. I could talk about movies all the time. Absolutely. That's why I kind of also like having this podcast because we are talking what, about movies. If you notice, whenever I make a suggestion, I always have, like, something movie worked into it. You mean for this show? Yeah, for this show. Yeah. I, I just like talking about movies. Yeah, me too. Maybe we can talk about Birdemic sometime. If I lose, maybe I'll have to watch Birdemic. (laughs) All right, so let's get going. So if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you'd just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. And you can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes, which would be greatly appreciated. Or you could uh, access us through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about a battle of mutants. We are talking about a battle of mutants. Well, one of, of them sort. is definitely a mutant. One of them is a mutant. One of them debatable is debatable. So, um, what made us choose this? Um, X Men. So yeah, so this Friday coming up, March third, uh, the newest X Men movie is coming out, Logan, uh, which is supposed to be Hugh Jackman's last performance as Wolverine. There's currently talks that he might do Deadpool two. That would be awesome. Which would be awesome. Uh, so we'll have to see. But uh, it's getting great buzz right now. I think it's like 90-some percent on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, and it looks uh, really, really cool. Uh, so who are the two people that we're picking in honor of this new so, X-Men movie coming out? although she is not an X-Man herself, I have chosen Eleven okay. from Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Al, great TV show. Uh, Fantastic. Is Netflix is series. Te- is it technically a TV show? I guess internet yes. streaming series. It's, yeah. cons- it's under the TV shows category on IMDb. Oh, okay. Cool. I didn't know how they classified it. I'm pretty it. sure it is. A web series? It's not a web series. It's a TV show. It's a digital. All right. Yeah. It's a TV show. Awesome. Yeah. Um, came out in 2016. Yep. Season one. Season two um, comes out, premieres October 31st, 2017. Right. At least in North America. I don't. I guess Ooh. it's the same everywhere on Netflix. Netflix I think it's got to be. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be. Yeah, because I didn't see different dates for different uh, 
locations. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Eleven is um, a main character in the show. She's uh, coincidentally 11 years old. Oh. But she's named Eleven because um, being uh, the product of a government research experiment, the only name she knows is a tattoo on her arm that says 011. Right. Uh, well, maybe she was the 11th experiment. Maybe it means something else. I don't know. wasn't maybe actually we'll explained. F- yeah, maybe we'll find out. I used to think it was like something in binary, personally. But it seems like it's just her Would name. Would 011 be something? That'd be What number is that in binary? Do you know? Three. Is it? Yeah. I don't know binary, so. Yeah, it's not very special to just be number what three. What if in season two she's just, now they call her three? <laughs> like, oh, sorry, 11. You're now three. Well, 11's nice because then they can call her L for short. Which I think it, worked out it's, well. It's, yeah, and it's, it's, a, nice. it's a feminine name. Right, so. exactly. Yeah. So, um, like I said, government research project, um, stolen from her mom. So, um, they allude to this in the show. Uh, her mom was part of a government research project, MK Ultra, which was an actual real, uh, government research project on, uh, developing telekinetic powers. So, um, basically Eleven is born and she has somehow recognized her promise as a telekinetic. They, um, convince her mother that she died, I think. Yes. So they can take her away. Although her mom um, always says she was alive, but no, right. one, no one believed her. No one her. believed her, yeah. They kind of seemed like they gave her drugs to make her crazy. So they raised Eleven and uh, honed her psychokinetic abilities. Um, had her practicing, um, like, killing rats. And um, she can do one other special thing that uh, relates also to um, the X-Men world, because there's some other mutants with this power. Uh, astral projection. The ability to project your consciousness into other dimensions oh so that's uh they you're training her to do that for mostly for spying they'll have her projecting over here that's how she got into the upside down world uh that yeah i think that's my interpretation i don't know if that's going to be because i don't think we ever physically see her in the upside down world um you do at least like we see her mind because she goes in that tub right which is her sensory, mind. She needs to be in a sensory deprivation tank to yes. kind of like focus her abilities. And right. that's when she can astral project. Right. So at first she's in that all black one where there's just water on the ground. And that's when she kind of meets the Demogorgon. Yes. The the villain of the series. Well, one of the villains. Uh, the monster of the series. Season one, yeah. And um, so I would call that... I don't know if you... Yeah, I guess that's not really what they later refer to as the Upside Down. That's just an alternate dimension. Right. So somehow that creature gets back to our dimension wreaks havoc and it also has the ability to travel back and forth between that and another world called the upside down um do does l ever travel to that world because like i would just differentiate that cause, because that's where chief hopper goes with um what is will Byers' mom name i forget Miss uh, winona rider winona rider <laughs> yeah that's where they go with like through the research facility to try to save will right and that is different from L's kind of a all black world, right? So yeah, I guess they would be two different places, but either way, right. she has that power. Yeah, that's that's a, that's eleven. Yeah, and she's also a really nice kid. She she likes Eggo waffles. Yeah, she does like it. I, I heard uh, that they're trying to get her to be a spokesman for Eggo waffles. I think she's already done a lot for them. Uh, yeah, seriously, exactly. Free product placement right there. Yeah, really. Maybe not free. We don't know how yeah, they worked they that probably, out. Yeah, they probably did something. So, all right, cool. So we have eleven. Awesome, uh, young female uh, character. Really nice person. Played yeah. by Millie Bobby Brown. Seems really cool. Millie Bobby Brown seems awesome. I just thought of something yeah. fu- else funny. You know you know how you were saying uh, Eggo Waffle product placement? Yeah. What if they originally um, approached um, 
M and M's or wait, who who was it that uh, oh, e- the ET Reese's people? Pieces. Well, they ended up with Reese's oh, Pieces because right. they originally that's wanted. I think it was M and M's, and M and M's was like, "Nah, this we is, don't know if this movie's gonna be good." Exactly. Big yeah, mistake I about that. Yeah, yeah. That Maybe they did the mistake. same thing again. Maybe it was Hot Pockets or something. <laughs> Not <laughs> Can you imagine Ellie eating <laughs> Hot Pockets? <laughs> or Hopper just leaving Hot Pockets around, like boxes of them for people. <laughs> I don't even think they were around during the 80s. Oh, I, yeah, I so, don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I'm not sure. Awesome. So you picked Al. Yes. I picked, in honor of Logan, I picked X-23. Why is that in honor of Logan? So in the film Logan, um, supposedly, it really hasn't been fully confirmed, but it's pretty much confirmed. It's basically common it's basically, consensus. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. That uh, the young girl in the movie is going to be X-23. Now, a lot of people might not know who X-23 is or what what's going on with that, so I have a little bit of information from you. Oh, gee, thanks, Steve. So, yeah, no problem. This is going to be a little extensive, so just bear with me. So, she's played by this girl named Daphne Keene. She's 12 years old, and this is her first film role. Uh, she was born in Spain, which I think is interesting because Millie Bobby Brown was also born in Spain. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so we have two uh, Spanish young women going up against each other here. Uh, Logan uh, is the 10th installment in the X-Men film franchise. Uh, It's rated R, and it's rated R because of the success of Deadpool, and Hugh Jackman actually took a pay cut in order to get the R rating. Because usually when a movie's rated R, automatically like half your audience can't go see it, unless they have an adult with them. I see. Yeah. So, um... It's supposed to be uh, Hugh Jackman's last performance. He's been uh, ex- he's been Wolverine from 2000 to 2017 in nine films and soon to be ten. The only X-Men movie he was not in was Deadpool. Uh, but did you see Deadpool? Yes, I did. You did? Except for the split second. Where his picture is in it? Where Deadpool staples a people cover of <laughs> Hugh Jackman to his face, which is pretty good. Uh, and apparently, also, uh, he he gave two reasons for why he wants to stop playing the role, which is because of his age, because he's getting older, and apparently he has skin cancer. And if you've seen some pictures of him on social media, he has uh, some bandages on his face, mainly his nose, where I guess he's getting treatment I didn't for know his that. skin cancer. Yeah, I didn't know that either until I did some research. I hope uh, everything works out for him. I hope so, too. If, I mean, if he's thinking about Deadpool 2, obviously it must not truly be affecting him that much, so... So anyway, so X-23, she's in this movie. Pretty much everybody uh, has confirmed that. X-23's real name is Laura Kinney. Now, you've done some research, too, so if you want to fill in any of the blanks regarding this, uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, She first appeared in the 2000 animated show X-Men Evolution, which I saw was in, like, the WB channel. It's not around anymore, that channel. I think it might be the CW now would be my guess. I'm not, not too positive about that. Uh, and in this television show, they wanted to replicate Weapon X, which was the program to bind adamantium to bone, which is what they did to Wolverine. Fun fact, Weapon X literally means like 10th, not having to do with X-Men or the mutant X gene, X meaning 10 in Roman numerals. Uh, weapon I or Weapon 1 was the super soldier serum for Captain America. Oh, that worked out really well. Yeah. So they had weapon one. I'm not. I'm sure there's two through nine. I wonder if they were as successful. Yeah, I'm not too positive. But one in ten, pretty successful. Uh, so they wanted to replicate that process. Um, and this one mutant doctor named Dr. Sarah Kinney takes charge of trying to clone Wolverine. That's what they wanted to do with this program is clone him. Uh, the, the Y chromosomes, I believed, were damaged. Yeah, so the reason they even decided to clone is because they were having they weren't able to bond the adamantium to like they were unsuccessful. Right. So they needed someone with this healing with 
you know, Wolverine has the healing uh, gene. gene. Yeah. So they need someone like that. I guess either they couldn't find someone with it or couldn't find someone good enough to survive. So that's why they decided, all right, well, we'll just we can't them. find anyone new. We'll just clone the one that already worked. But like you said, it was a damaged sample. They, had, they couldn't extract the Y chromosome. So uh, I think they failed 22 times mm-hmm. to clone a male from the sample. And then finally the 23rd time, hence X23, they were, they were able to get a vital embryo. Now the guy who was Dr. Kinney's supervisor... He wasn't happy with this because he wanted a male. He wanted a full-on Logan Wolverine clone. And he was upset. So to punish her, he made her carry the embryo inside her. And then after nine months, she gave birth to her daughter, Laura Kinney, a.k.a. X-23. And uh, you, you, were, you were telling me uh, before we started recording that an incident happened where she accidentally killed her mother? Yes. Go ahead. So pretty sad background for x-23 like she was basically trained as a government assassin or not even a government like a private assassin for mm-hmm. these for this weapon x project or weapon whatever they call themselves right um so at one point um her supervisor do you have his name by any chance i don't i just said the supervisor he wants to kind of seize power of this program so he has x-23 kill the the person who's in charge of the whole program so she kills him and his wife I believe doesn't kill their son because she's kind of I think the thing with her is like I, th- I read something that said it's like a a Pinocchio type story where she's like she wants to be a real girl right she's not she's kind of trained as this assassin machine no feelings type but every once in a while they'll like pop through where she doesn't kill a kid but anyway I think her mother always cared for her and wanted her to like have like a semi-normal life but just couldn't because of the nature of the program um, realizes that the supervisor guy is a bad guy and says, like, you need to kill him. Mm-hmm. So she's able to, but when he dies, he releases this scent. So they basically trained her to have this certain scent that would make her kind of go into, like, a killing rage. And he releases it, and she kills her mom unknowingly. So she kind of um, has to sit there when her mom dies with her. And kind of live with that for the rest of her life. Yep. Yeah. And then I think after that is when she goes to look for... The only other person she knows is Wolverine. Because I think her mom, when she dies, or while she's dying, tells her about... Either tells her or gives her a note or a picture of Wolverine. So what would would their relationship be? Would you say that they're brother and sister? Like twin Um, brother and sister? Yeah. I guess in a sense. Yeah, so I guess technically they would be brother and sister. Um, I think in the comics it's more of a father-daughter kind of relationship. Relationship, But I think Wolverine introduces her as his sister. Oh, cool. Very nice. And uh, so not only is she extremely similar to him just because she's a clone of him, but also uh, seven years after she was born, uh, Dr. Kinney's supervisor has X-23 have her hand claws and also her feet claw covered in andamantium. She has two hand claws, unlike Wolverine's three. Right, exactly. She has two, and then she has one feet claw, which is which is interesting, which I don't, I don't understand. I don't know if you saw this. If she's a clone, why does she have that? That is an interesting change, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I really didn't understand that. So if any of our listeners understand that better than we do as to why a clone of Wolverine would have uh, a foot claw, let us know. And kind of like we said, uh, she pretty much has the exact same powers as Wolverine. The biggest... Uh, difference though is that her entire skeleton is not covered in adamantium, which Wolverine's is. Uh, so that's what we're looking at. So that's what we got. So in honor of Logan, X twenty three, uh, BA, uh, young 
female character going up against L11 from Stranger Things, a young BA uh, female character. So uh, let's go for it. All right, I can uh, I can tell you what Eleven can do first. So okay, Eleven has two main abilities that I kind of touched upon: her psychokinetic abilities and her astral projection. So uh, she uh, she shows this a couple times in the TV series. Uh, the first time you see it, you can correct me if you can remember a, a one before. But she she escapes from her facility. Um, a local uh, like restaurant owner takes yeah. her in and kind of is taking care of her and feeding her. Right. But then they find him, and he's dead. They come. To, they kill him, and they're That's trying right, they to get her. Him. Right. Uh, two agents kind of have her surrounded in the kitchen, right. and she just pops, kills both of them with her mind. I think. Do we see them both get killed? Though? Yeah, I think we do. I think it's pretty clear that they both were killed. Well, no, I know it's clear they both were killed, but I don't I don't remember seeing her kill them. Um, like I feel like I, they I sh- think you see her do something um they just fall to the ground, maybe some blood comes out of their face and right. then she gets a bloody nose. I do remember later on in the in the first season something happens where she just looks at someone and just kind of flinches her neck and they just like die instantly. I do remember that. Yeah, who I forget who that was. Cuz the other scene I was going to bring up is in one of the final episodes when she kills that whole hallway full of the soldiers. Oh, that's Basically, what I'm thinking of. Oh, that yeah, that's what I'm thinking of is when she escapes her room, right? Her room? Her like jail cell. It's like a flashback to when she was inside. Oh, no, this is facility. different. What room are so you that's about? that's true. So you're talking about a flashback where she escapes and she kills the one guard. Right. But I'm talking about in the school in one of the last one or two episodes She's there with the other kids, uh-huh. and the government comes with, like, a whole soldier infantry unit. Okay. And then the main doctor, I think Brenner, is there, and yes. the female doctor is there. And, like, they have her basically surrounded in the hallway. Okay. And she just kills a group of, like, ten of them. Okay. And then that's right before the Demogorgon comes and attacks uh, and then she attacks Brenner. Yeah. And then that leads to the finale in the classroom. But Right. So she, she takes out a good number of them. Um, in fairness, it does weaken her to do this. Right. Her nose bleeds every time, and she does, like, get, like, visibly... Like, lightheaded and yeah. weakened, yes. But uh, as far as, like, a single offensive ability point of view, it's extremely strong. Like, she seems to just be able to kill anyone with her mind. Right. I'm, I'm curious what she does to kill them. Like, is she... I, I always like, pictured it as, like, something with, like, squeezing their brains, but... Just because blood right. usually comes out of their head, but... Right, that's true. Maybe, maybe she pops their like brain. That. Yeah. I mean, she can, like, move things. Like, her main power is telekinesis. She, at one point, shuts a door. She uh, levitates the Millennium Falcon. She levitates right, that one about bully. That. Remember when she saves the, her friends from the bullies? Yes. And, and she she saves... Uh, yeah, whoever jumped. Was it Mike? I forget it who. Was Mike. I think Mike jumped, and yeah. she levitated him back up. Yeah. yeah. I lo- that was my favorite scene. I, I know. That was awesome. And he's coming back, and the two bullies are kind of like, what just happened? And she just comes back because they just had their huge fight. Yeah. So Okay, so is she going to use this against X-23? Um, like, what's your tactic here? So my other tactic, I, I'm i not sure how I, how I want to take this. Because okay. I think I could do that and just kill you. Because you don't right. have the adamantium protection. Like, I was curious when we were going into this, can L do anything with adamantium? It's kind of set up as, like, the indestructible material. Right. But you only have the claws. You don't have a skull. Right. That's not going to... I mean, I can, she you. could just break your legs if she didn't want to kill you. This is true. The other thing she could do is she she could summon a monster from an alternate dimension to come get you. She could summon the Demogorgon in. That's fair. That's fair. So, 
I do think that... Well, tell me about X-23. Could X-23 kill the Demogorgon? So I think X-23 absolutely could kill the Demogorgon. Like, no problem whatsoever. <laughs> no um, problem whatsoever. Yes. I completely agree with that. I mean, the, the Demogorgon, the problem is, too, is that we really don't know the extent of its powers. That's a good point. Uh, like, we don't know if it has uh, healing abilities or regeneration properties. Would you like to me to tell you about the Demogorgon? Demogorgon, according to Dragon Magazine, which is a magazine about uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Sure. So this was one of my special facts. So you're getting this early. Oh, go right ahead. I like so it. the Demogorgon, according to Dragon Magazine, is considered the most powerful villain in the first edition of Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. It rules as a demon prince of the abyss, an ever-changing plane of chaotic evil. Wow. So not very specific. I'm sorry. I just, no, that's now fine. You know. I think it's a cool, it's a cool thing. Yeah, I thought I thought that was cool how they named the villain in the show based on this character from. Dungeons and Dragons. It it really works perfectly on like a lot of levels, like how they're playing the game. Yes, yeah, I, it's great. Yeah, but I mean that's the thing though with the Demogorgon. Even though when it gets like destroyed, like we don't know if it was killed, if it was just sent back to the absolutely true. Upside You're, down. We're not world. sure exactly what happened to it. Right. So let me go with X twenty three first. So if you tried blowing up her brains or something, her healing factor would just grow them back right away I feel I I meant to read more about like Wolverine's healing factor but can he regrow from like a single cell so I like what does he need left so I have heard that yes he can be destroyed by a single cell I was reading I've I've read that as well I believe I, I was reading that there is a way to kill him which then in turn would I guess you could associate with that with killing X-23 as well which would be to drown him because his lungs would not be able to regenerate. That's true. That's fast similar enough. to how. So there is a comic book where Wolverine dies. Do you know how he dies in the comic book? No. He's he's lost his healing, his regenerative ability at this point. So I guess that's kind of a moot point in our argument. Uh huh. Um, I think there's a there's an X Men series. Is it House of M? I'm not positive. Where uh, the Scarlet Witch like takes away a lot of the mutants' powers. Like 90 percent of the mutants just lose their powers. Wow. Like, um. I guess Wolverine. Oh, is that how Wolverine lost his powers? Man, now I'm mi- I might be mixing up my stories. Somehow, no, Wolverine lost his powers from a virus. He got some like virus from the microverse that destroyed his healing. Yeah. Um. He goes. He finds out that. What does he do? Why does he find out? He he ends up somehow back at the Weapon X project, and I think they're making more. They're making more. Uh, either more clones of him. Mm-hmm. Because there's also a storyline where X-23 goes back to kill clones, so I don't know if I'm mixing them up. But anyway, in the fight, he gets covered in adamantium, like the liquid adamantium that they're going to use to, like, replace the bone. Right. And it hardens around him, so he just kind of gets encased uh, in adamantium. I guess skills. that would make sense. Yeah. Well, in, uh, I forget, what, have you seen a lot of the X-Men movies, or? No, not a lot of the new movies. Not no. a lot of the new ones. In X-2, X-Men United, I don't know if you remember I've this. seen that one. He fights Lady Deathstrike. Uh, Death and which is pretty much like a female kind of Wolverine, but mm-hmm. she has like fingernail. Yep. Um, and he kills her by injecting her with adamantium, uh, which and then pushes her like in a tub. And since adamantium is like super super heavy, like she instantly sinks. Um, so that goes with the drowning. That goes with the drowning, right? But then, like for example, like in X Men: Days of Future Past, in the end, Wolverine is at the bottom of uh, the Potomac River. And he's kind of, like, strapped to something, and he really can't get out. So I know a bunch of my friends and I, uh, Nick and Mike, who've been on this show before, we talked, like, trying to see, like, 
would his lungs just reheal like really quickly like he would drown and his lungs would get filled with water and then his lungs would heal and push the water back out or See, that's an interesting point because like the biggest problem with drowning is you don't have any oxygen to your brain exactly so he wouldn't be ha- he wouldn't have oxygen to his brain that's but true can, too is that something that can heal I mean, right can his body make oxygen right like, it doesn't seem like it can right i, I mean i would agree uh, but I do know that one thing that um, X-23 is able to do, which I don't know if they ever really talked about Wolverine doing this in, in the comics or in the movie, is that she's able to reattach her limbs. I saw like, that. Like, there was an instance where her, like, arm got cut off or something, and she pretty much just kind of, like, snapped it back on like a Lego piece, and she was, like, <laughs> good to go. I don't know of Wolverine doing that. I, I don't remember it either. Uh, I know it definitely hasn't happened in the movies. Uh, but, you know, X-23, she also has the speed. She has the agility. So say, for example, you did take out the Demogorgon. I think she'd be able to hide very well. And also, too, say the Demogorgon was doing what it does well, which is also hiding. Because it kind of, like, lurks in the shadows and springs when it's ready. Like, she has the same skills as Wolverine. And Wolverine's, like, an expert, like, hunter-tracker. Like, he has that, like, enhanced uh, sense of smell. Mm-hmm. That she'd probably be able to track it down and find it. And then... When she sneaks up on it, uses her adamantium claws, just starts going to town. Shreds it, shreds it to pieces. Shreds it to pieces. And she has her feet, too, which is nice. I mean, when you think of it, her and Wolverine have the exact same amount of blades. They both have six. Right. Um, but since she has the one on her feet, that could give her maybe some kicking uh, abilities there that Wolverine uh, did not have. Um, yeah, and like same thing. Like If she gets scratched, A, probably wouldn't affect her anyway, but B, it heals instantly. Um but yeah, that's what that's what I'm thinking right now. But say if I have to go towards like L, like I don't think there's anything really surrounding or protecting L. Like I just get close to her. I can just yes, you'd take, have to sneak her, up on her though because she could just telekinetically toss you around. She might. I now, mean, now, all right. Well, yeah. I, I, all right. Let's say for that argument that she does right. So say say Laura isn't very smart and she's just going straight towards L. Like she sees the opening. She just got done mm-hmm. the Demogorgon. She's like, I just want to try to kill right uh, L right now. Say you do pick her up and you throw her around. Yep. Right? So you throw her, you toss her. Now Elle's going to be very exhausted. And her nose is going to be bleeding. She's going to be lightheaded. She's going to be okay from one throw. Okay, so then I run back and then you throw me again. <laughs> so eventually Elle's just going to have to, you know, kill you. That's all we can... I can't incapacitate you because anything I do to injure you, you can heal. Okay. I can't, like, break your leg. You're right. healing that. I could just rip your leg off. You push, pop it back on like a Lego piece. Exactly. So I have to kill you. Yeah. Man, that's. I mean, Elle, and Elle is not afraid to kill people. No, she's she kills a lot of people like she with does, very for, little provocation. For an eleven-year-old, she's just going to town. She remember that scene where she flips the van that's chasing that's, them. That scene's pretty awesome. Yeah, that scene is awesome. So, and also, which I mean, I feel like I'm kind of helping you here with your argument, but you know, why not? This is a friendly podcast. If she can pick up a truck or a van, she's gonna have no problem picking up X twenty three. Do you do you know X twenty three's weight? I don't, but less than a truck seems fair. I think I think you're absolutely right on that one. Absolutely. So I think what we're saying is, you you would have to sneak up on her. Yes. Which I mean, to be fair, you were trained as an assassin. I mean, that was basically your job. Exactly. So it, it might just come down to that. I mean, L L would have no really training in not getting snuck up on. I mean, she is a general cautious person from her like. I, but. See, this is, this is, I feel like I'm helping you out again, but, but this is just a conversation. I feel like since she lived in this government for, facility, like she's always been cautious and aware. That's what I meant, like by yeah. cautious by her upbringing. Yeah. Right, yeah. She's like generally a little paranoid. 
I mean, the whole first season is people trying to chase after her, so she's, she's always looking, she's over, always her looking over her shoulder. Exactly. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's also how Logan is. Like, Logan's always looking to see if someone's coming after him. So if X-23 then also gets those uh, traits and ability, that cautious awareness, then same thing, too. If she's the Demogorgon coming after her, she can always be looking over her shoulder and trying to see what could happen. Yeah, I, I basically would just summon the Demogorgon just, like, for fun. Just to see what happens. Yeah, like, to distract you. Because, like, be I don't cool. need the Demogorgon. I mean, Eleven would basically be, like, a like a Class 5 or maybe even, like, Type Omega Mutant in X-Men. Like, yeah, like Jean Grey level. That's of, a good point. She would be up there. I mean, Magneto could just do metal. So, because of that, he was, like, he could easily defeat Wolverine. I think he was a Class... Magneto? Was he Class 4? I think he was 5. But, I don't know, actually, I'm not sure about Magneto. No, Jean Grey is the only Class 5. Okay. Well, in the well, comics, in the they movie, eventually sorry. changed. I'm going to, off. The, I'm going yeah, off the yeah. movies. Yeah, they, the comics did all kinds of crazy stuff. They added like omega level mutants and like a mutants that could like destroy you from like a molecular level. Level. Actually, Iceman eventually uh, becomes is considered a. I omega remember. Level I do mutant. remember hearing that because he um, his power over water lets him your a human body is mostly water, so, so he, he could basically just, just freeze you and at like a cellular level he can destroy your cells. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I do like Iceman. Yeah, he's cool. I like the some of most of his movie representations of him. Yeah, he was good in like X Men one and two. He was good. Three, he's like eh, three sucks anyway. But um, Days of Future Past, he was cool. He was only in it for like a little bit. Yeah, I like the one where he fought the fire guy. At the That's end. the third oh, one. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. that's the dumb one. You know, well, you know what I was thinking of. Like, I I really enjoy the X Men movies, but I feel like it's like a love hate relationship because every time they make a really good one, like X two. You're like, oh my god! Then they do X three, and you're like, God, this 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 franchise needs to die. <laughs> and then and then they do like Wolf Origins, and you're like, wow, this really needs to die. Then they do First Class, and you're like, all right, like, oh wow, this is awesome again. And they did like the Wolverine, which I thought was okay. It wasn't like the best, but it was fine. What was the one that uh, they ruined Deadpool in? Origins. Origins. X Men okay. Origins. X Men Origins is, my, in my opinion, the worst Marvel movie ever made. Uh, it's, I would probably it's, agree with that. It's so bad. I mean, the CGI is awful. I mean, everything about it is just so, so bad. And they ruined Deadpool. And they ruined Deadpool. As the movie Deadpool points out, like, multiple times. Multiple times, yeah. yeah. And then, like, then they had Days of Future Past, which is awesome. And then they had Apocalypse, which I have not seen, actually, but I've heard it's not very good. Yeah, I've heard. So after, okay. like, like last summer when I heard Apocalypse was was bad, I'm like, oh, this franchise just needs to end. And now that Logan's good again, I'm like, all right, like, maybe they can just bring it back again and, and keep doing good things. So, I have one more thing to bring up for your character. So there is a storyline where, supposedly, so I didn't read this storyline. I just read about it on Wikipedia. Sure. The Decimation storyline, which is when, after the Scarlet Witch took away a bunch of mutants' power, that's what Decimation refers to, um, X-23 was fighting someone, and according to the summary, was gravely wounded and was unable to heal. Huh. So I couldn't find out why. Um, she, she didn't die though because they were able to take her to this other mutant named Elixir, I think, who could heal her. But apparently, something happened where she was gravely wounded and unable to heal herself in that storyline. Anyone out there knows about it? Yeah, I couldn't specifically please, find what. Like, um, that was just from Wikipedia, like I said. I know in the Wolverine movie, the the second one that was just called the Wolverine. Yeah, uh, he did lose his powers in that movie. Do you remember why? They, if I recall correctly, I've only seen it once. They take it out of him like he gives it up like he says he doesn't want his powers anymore i believe or maybe he didn't know that they took it from him but like some guy that he helped survive the the nagasaki blast like was dying 
and like Wolverine wanted to give him that to kind of help him live or something like that. I can't really remember. But I know that he does lose his powers in the Wolverine. When he lost his powers in that storyline I was talking to you about, where he eventually dies, yeah, he, uh, I think, like, Captain Fantastic or somebody offered to, like, research into helping him get the, the healing factor back, and he was like, nah, I'm good. Wow. I'll just, I I guess he's lived long enough. He's, he's, because of his healing factor, he's pretty old. He's lived a long time. Well, yeah, like, in, I know in the movies, like, they have him being born in the early 1800s, because he lives through, like, the Civil War, and, like, both World Wars, Vietnam, all that interesting stuff. Yeah. But too bad I'm going to pop your head. Hey, my brain can grow back right away. Ah, maybe. I could just pop your whole body, I guess. Well, the other thing Elle can do is then, like, put you in another dimension. Like she does at the end of... my How I interpret the ending of Stranger Things is she kind of goes up to the Demogorgon and, like, takes him to another dimension so he can't hurt him. So she teleports with him, you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely alive. Yes. A, because she's going to be in the second season. Yeah, and, and I mean... And he, like, left the Eggo waffles out there for her in the middle of the woods. Yeah. So. Well, then, if you did take me to another dimension, would that be just winning because you just leave me there? Well, like, that's what I would have to do. I'd leave you there, yeah. Right. And then you would just teleport back to the the regular the regular world. Yeah, that's that's my, like, f- plan B. If things go wrong, that's what I have to do. That seems like it could kind of be like a coliseum, and, like, X-23 is just battling all these creatures that just live <laughs> in yeah. this... In Everything this. else, I'll teleport it there. Exactly. Do you think she's going to teleport the new monster in Season 2? Like, do you think she's going to be responsible for it? No. I'm curious, like, why... Have you seen what the monster's silhouette looks like? Did you notice that in the trailer? No, I didn't notice that. Like, in the trailer, they show a silhouette of the monster, and it looks huge. Like, they show it, and it looks like a giant spider. Um, so, it, you know, some people are talking, like, what is it? How did it get there? Did L bring it? Did Will Byers cough it up? That would be interesting. Because this is taking place a year later. Mm-hmm. I mean, so something that big growing within a year... You know, you well, never know. You never know. It's just, I've seen Stranger Things. Ho ho! Nicely done. Chris is patting himself on the back right now. <laughs> so awesome. All right. So anything else you want to add before we uh, start wrapping things up? Uh, well, I had a couple of Stranger Things facts, but I've already told two of them. One about the Demogorgon being the demon prince of the abyss. The other is the season two premiere on October 31st, which is Halloween in uh, America. Yep. Um, one interesting fact I didn't notice while watching the show was that during the Christmas scene at the end of season one, there are no Christmas lights in the house. Did you notice that? No, but that makes sense. And then sense. it kind of makes sense because they've been through some trauma involving Christmas, Christmas lights. lights. That were, were known a Ryder. And she probably bought out all of them within the town. That's true. She did probably buy them all. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they were like, sorry, uh, we, we don't have any more Christmas lights. I had so. this one other fact that I wasn't going to say because I didn't think it was that interesting. But then you already brought up Jaws as one of your favorite movies. So here it is. The Hawkins Police Department vehicles and uniforms are identical to the ones used in Jaws and Jaws 2. You knew this. I did know that. So this includes the Chief's tan uniform, an Amity Triangle or Amity Island Triangle patch, the beige SUV that that Roy Scheider drove in Jaws, yeah. the blue uniforms, the hats. Yeah. I di- the only reason I knew that is because they were trying to pay a lot of homages to 70s and 80s there, that's films. The, a lot of the interesting facts are like references to other it's things. Like E.T. Yeah. Uh, Stephen King's works. Yeah. Uh, like you just said, Jaws. Uh, I can't think of any other ones. I don't know if you could say Alien. Maybe. The Demogorgon, maybe. I really don't know. I know this season is supposed, th- they said, is going to take inspiration from, I think, James Cameron. 
uh, and I can't remember. I think I heard George Lucas, but I'm not too sure. Oh boy, George Lucas in his prime, of course. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's, George Lucas has always been in his. Prime. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's never been bad. Um, all right, last fact is this is uh, eleven centric. So, uh, in an interview on NPR, the Duffer Brothers, who are the writers, uh, praised Millie Bobby Brown for being a very gifted gifted actress, able to adjust her performance to different camera lens or camera positions, and just things that most child actors just don't know how to do yet. But they say there were some times when it was evident that she was still a little kid. Uh, so the example they gave was one day she showed up on set and was covered from head to toe in glitter. <laughs> and she's like, I don't know where this glitter came from. <laughs> And he says, I didn't have that problem with any of my adult actors. <laughs> so it took about 45 minutes to get the glitter off of her. Could you imagine showing up to work? I have no idea where this came from. I, that, I don't know how you wouldn't know where the glitter came from, It's such like a little like, kid thing to say, though. Like, <laughs> I don't know how this happened. I just woke up and I... Yeah, you're right. She must... She knew. Yeah, she, she, I'm sure she, she knew. knew where that glitter came from. Uh, one thing that just came off the top of my head is a local celebrity who's on Stranger Things. Who's that? The kid who played Dustin... Oh, wow. his name's hard to say. Uh, I forget what his name is, but he grew up like 15 minutes from where we live. Gatton Matarazzo. Wow. He he grew up around here? Yeah, he went to Little Lake Harbor. I did not know that. Yeah. So uh, I have a fact about him that I wasn't going to say, but now since you brought him up. Go right ahead. His voice. So a lot of the cast have like singing backgrounds. Like I think he was like in either Broadway or he did, he did sing. He's a good singer. But his voice changed so much by the time production ended, the sound team could not use him for additional dialogue recording. I did know that because of uh, his voice getting deeper, right? Yeah, I assume. Yeah. That that's why his voice changed. I'm yeah. curious what he'll sound like because now it's only been a year. Right. Yeah. So he went through like super puberty. Like, <laughs> I wonder if they'll make a joke about it or reference it. Hey, if they did, I'd be totally fine yeah, with it. Yeah, they'll just, just acknowledge, yeah. acknowledge why it is. I mean, they reference his actual medical condition as something show. his character has. Yeah. They do, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, he went to Little Lake Harbor. Um, I mean, I don't know if we want to call him a local celebrity, but I think I was watching the news one day, and they just said, oh, this kid from Stranger Things lives around here. And I said, oh, well, no idea. So, yeah, so Stranger Things, Elle, great, great character. Love Elle. She's amazing. Yeah, me too. And going up against X-23, hopefully she could maybe be the start of a new Wolverine franchise. That's maybe? the thought, right, since look, since Hugh Jackman's kind of stepping down. That she can come in and take over, the, carry the mantle for him. I know that the director said that he wants to make an X-23 movie, so it seems most likely that. She that seems like a course. cool character, so I'm curious to see she how she is. She seems awesome. Yeah. Like, just watching, like, the trailers and seeing the footage of her, she just looks like a BA. So I'm excited to see what they do with that. So... That's what we're talking about. Anything else, Chris, you want to add before we get out of here? No, I'm good. I got all my facts in, even some bonus facts today. Awesome. Thanks. I can always count on you for finding the interesting facts, especially on the whim. Right. And if you want to know 800 references to 80s movies from Stranger Things, just check out the IMDb trivia page. We'll put a link for that in our show notes as well. Sure. I mean, we can let people like do some work on their own. This is true. No, we'll put a link for you guys. We know are you're you sure. We know you don't. Lazy. We don't want to. Help, uh, no, our our listeners are probably lazy. We'll, well, all right, we'll help them out. They probably only found are our. You, podcast are you insulting because... our listeners right now? No, I mean I consider myself lazy. I think that's okay. actually a positive trait because like you can you don't waste your time. Okay, you get things done efficiently. Okay, so when they googled, po- what podcast should I listen to? Ours happened to come up near the top. They're like, oh, oh, good, okay, good enough, good enough. We'll take it and we'll listen to it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I assume that's what happened. I'm hoping that's what happened. <laughs> if we got near the top of a Google, that would be yeah, amazing. That would yeah. be so great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris. Thanks so much for being on. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. All right. So, like always, there's going to be a Twitter poll out there where you can vote. 
X-23 going up against 11 from Stranger Things. Go out and see Logan. I hear it's good. We're not sponsored by Logan, but hey. Go hey, ch- see go Lego Batman out. too. I do want to see that. I definitely want to see that as soon and as possible. And then watch Stranger Things on October 31st. If if you haven't watched it already, watch it now. Right. Watch season one now. Watch yes. season two on October 31st. Exactly. So, as always, please subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. I told you a million times. My teeth are coming in. It's called cleidocranial dysplasia. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.